Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation starts. Sit back and listen as we talk to the authors who take you to different places every time you turn those pages. If you enjoy what you hear, give us a like, share with a friend, reach out. We want to hear from you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation uh, happens. See, I told you I was going to mess up my words. I mean, I'm trying to do the intro already, messing up my words. (laughs) We are so excited. We have Kimberly Day here, author Kimberly Day, uh, on the porch tonight. How are you doing, Kimberly? I'm great. Thanks for having me. We are excited to have you and I'm happy for the conversation that we had right before we came on the air, which has me a little taken back and I'm, I'm kind of getting lost for words right now because um, you had a little part that I didn't know about you right before we came online, which I'm about to give your introduction. And I added, I was adding it to the notes real quick. And I was like, oh my goodness, I have no idea how uh, she is doing all this. So I'm going to go ahead and give you an introduction so you guys can understand why I'm losing my words right now. Because Kimberly has such this lighthearted smile, this beautiful um, young looking face, but don't let that fool you. Let me give you an introduction real quick, everybody. So we have author Kimberly Day. She comes to us from North Carolina. Her book, The Traveling Mirror, is an uplifting book to help everyone understand that leading by faith will bring them comfort and power. Kimberly enjoys lifting others up with her motivational words and is currently pursuing her doctorate in leadership studies, all while teaching college English. That's the part that I just learned. She is also at a college teaching English. I was like, you're doing all of that. You're writing books. You're pursuing a doctorate degree. You're teaching uh, at a college level all while I like, I, I, I have trouble waking up in the morning, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> you're human, just like me. I know I do too. <laughs> yes. So tell, tell us about, um, thank you for doing that because our children, you know, me, myself growing up, I struggled in school and, um, I wish there was people that was more dedicated back. That was back in the nineties, more dedicated eighties and nineties. Okay. Okay. I admitted it. Um, I wish there was more people that were dedicated to seeking out and teaching children. Um, and we talked about this before we came on the air, you're teaching those kids kind of bridging between high school and college. And, and when I was bridging between, there was no bridge. It was basically here, get out, you know, and and don't come back. And nobody wanted me in college. So people like you uh, gapping that bridge are, are very important. So thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I truly enjoy it. I think teaching just brings such a personal satisfaction, um, especially helping individuals during such a crucial time. Um, You're transitioning from high school, you have a little bit of freedom, um, you're finding yourself more and more, you're growing. um, So I love being a part of that. Um, Seeing as how I went through it myself, I'm like, okay, I don't want people to make the same mistakes. So I might can, you know, maneuver them in a way. Um, so I like to think of it as like coaching. You, I don't, I've called them kids. They're like, we're not kids, we're adults. <laughs> so it's like coaching adults. Uh, we're pushing each other because they help me as well, which sounds crazy, but it's true. It's like, we're just feeding off each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's funny that you say you call them kids because I'm 43 years old. 
And there's people that's older than me that sometimes I go, oh, honey, it's okay. You know, and I treat them like they're young, but I think it's how we were raised. I think it's how right. we, we've grown up. In your book, uh, The Traveling Mirror, um, the, the synopsis on there, the blurb says right. it's about a girl who lost her grandmother. We talked about this before going live. Right. Uh, lost her grandmother, her life changes and she travels in order to basically reinvent her life. And my grandmother raised me and I, I'm who I am and how I treat people, you know, like I was raised in the Midwest, but you would think I was raised in Georgia or Alabama, somewhere in the deep South, the way that I act. And how I was about to say, oh, honey, <laughs> you are, oh, that's my lingo. <laughs> so tell us more about the book because I'm really intrigued. I told you I didn't get a chance to read it. I try mm. to read every book before a guest comes on because I like to talk more about the book, but I'm really intrigued about your journey because of, I mean, you're just doing all of these wonderful things. And I, I was like, I really got to learn. I need to find out the level that she's on so I can take some notes. So tell us. Oh, praise God. When you, when you find it, tell me so I can join it. There's, um, I think we live in like a, a culture or society where you always have to be doing and doing. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, oh gosh, I need a side job, a side hustle. I need to be baking cookies and selling them, making earrings, like always trying to like just be so distracted and just overstimulated. Um, so I really just took time to figure out my passions, not just what everyone's feeding me. So once I sat down, um, and of course I am a believer in Jesus Christ. So once I sat down and, you know, prayed like, Lord, you know, why am I on earth? What is my purpose here? Uh, you get to a point where um, you just start doing life yourself and it never works out. You're always disappointed. Um, and so I was like, I need a savior. So I called out and, um, the Lord revealed himself and I'm just like, you know, thank you for loving me. Like when you get deeper into praying and reading the word of God, and it just opens your eyes to something totally different. Um, and so my book was written after a difficult time, so my grandmother had Alzheimer's disease. Um, so it's one of those ones where it's like, okay, you're still here, but you're not really here because you you can't remember me. Um, so it's it's a horrible thing to watch, and I watched it until the very end. Mm -hmm. um, so I went through a grieving process. I know everyone grieves differently. Um, everyone's going to experience grief, a relationship, a marriage, work. Um, so I know it's like a natural human thing, um, but I would find myself bitter. Um, I'm in my late 20s, but I'd see people around with their grandparents or their grandma, and I'm like, well, that's not fair. How come they're still living and they get to enjoy this? And um, she was an integral part of my life. And so I'm like, oh, like, I don't know, you just become bitter and just, you know, um, you question things. And so on that journey of grief, um, I really relied on my faith, um, my faith in God and his promises and the word of the Bible, because it gave me hope. Um, it gave me um, comfort uh, when I th thought I couldn't go any further. Um, the words of the pages just strengthened me. Um, and I was like, God, you know, um, shower me with your love, show me your love for me. Like, you know, so I just basically, um, relied on our creator. Um, and so it got me through a difficult time. 
And so as still growing mature and spiritually and also um, physically and mentally, it's, it's a process. Um, I wanted the book to kind of talk about, um, you know, when this happened, I was bitter. Um, I was, I would say jealous of other people that had their grandparents. Um, I was just very emotional, not saying that I don't get emotional now, but I was just wearing my emotions on my sleeve. I was so negative and my life was just blah. Um, and so, you know, upon studying the word um, and the Bible and realizing that we're like a three-part being, so we have um, the spirit, the soul, and the body, which is our flesh, um, I didn't want to operate in the flesh um, and just be led with anger and bitterness, and um, I wanted to be spirit-led, um, the spirit that God gifted us with um, that lives inside of us, and I wanted to operate through that, through his power, because I'm weak, and you know, and so um, the book walks through Anastasia, and kind of how she walks solely through her flesh, and everything that she experienced, and then um, her starting to go to Bible study, um, like you were saying, it's important to have, like, mentorship, or accountability, or just other people in your life that you can talk to, because I don't think anyone should feel isolated, um, that's the number one tactic to like your mind is starting to like you're alone you're worthless and that it just can you know fester into something dangerous um, and so the book just shows the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and her walking through the spirit and just how her life changes and also how it not only changes hers but people around her because we're all connected we, we're relational beings and we're going to go to work we're going to have kids or families and and so um, that's kind of the premise of how that came about. Yeah, and you know, I love that. I think a lot of people struggle with finding their their higher power, their higher being, the thing that calls to them in their soul and in their spirit. And they do lead by flesh and whatever that higher being may be. Um, like I said earlier, I respect everyone's faith, everyone's whatever they they believe in. I am a spiritual being myself. I, I believe in God. I believe in um, the Bible, you know, I read my devotions every single day. I don't, um, I guess I don't follow religion as a whole. I don't identify as one specific religion because I believe in so many aspects of all of them. So I don't say that I'm, I'm fitting in a square box. I say that I, I am a, a lover of God and his teachings and he teaches in so many different ways. So I think that, um, people struggle finding answers, right? Right. And when they struggle finding those answers, they try to lean on their own understanding. And there's a Bible verse that says, don't lean on your own understanding because one, you're not going to figure it out because, right. uh, you know, and, and I like that you did that. So let me ask you this, why a mirror? There's, there's some uh, symbolism in that. So why a mirror? Um, yes. Um, so, um, I do, um, I would say, you know, not to be bound by religion, but to have a relationship, um, because prayer is relationship, you're, you know, um, it is symbolic of our creator. And so the word of God, we're supposed to mirror it. Um, and so as a mirror, I want people to know that wherever you go, you're a reflection of something or someone. Um, are you a reflection of um, 
the things of this world? Um, are you a reflection of something that you idolize or are you a reflection of um, the one whose image that you were made in? Um, and so I wanted to distinguish that we give off something wherever we go. So we are a mirror. When you look in a mirror, it gives you a reflection. And when you're out and you're interacting with other people in different environments, you're giving off something, you're reflecting something. So I wanted people to kind of think about that and be conscious that, um, you know, your actions matter, your words matter. Um, I know a lot of people think that doesn't or they might be filled with pride and some people just honestly don't care. They haven't reached that realization that we were just talking about yet. And so it's, it's still important to be respectful because we're all on a different journey. Um, but I do feel that if you think in the back of your head, okay, reflection, I'm reflecting something. Is it the word of God? Is it um, something rude that is, you know, sinful? Like, am, am I reflecting hate? Am I hating on this person? because of the way they look or talk or their job status or how much money they make. Um, so I just wanted it to be that we were made in the image of Christ. And so that means that we can reflect that image that we're made um, like him. Yeah, yeah, I love that symbolism because a lot of people look at um, spirituality and religion as a whole as confining sometimes and and that's why they go away from it unfortunately right. and they can also look at it as very secluded where it's this, this special group and they don't fit in mm -hmm. or they have to stay away from it because it doesn't fit their lifestyle what right. what, what i have found is what 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 you've said the symbolism of it um, it is a reflection of who you are. So you have to, you have to believe in, in yourself and you have to live by, you know, the kindness that comes out of your heart and, and being true to who you are. And, and I believe that, that it becomes this, this beautiful thing in the mirror that, that you can allow everybody to see. So I like that you use the mirror because, um, like you said earlier, we're all connected. And I like, I like thinking that we're all connected because it, it makes for a less lonely place, right? <laughs> so um, why a book versus, um, I know you dabbled in poetry. I looked at your blog. I saw your blog. I saw some of your poetry, but I saw you haven't wrote in a while. Um, but how come not like a book of poetry or writing um, more on, say, some scriptures and stuff like that? Um, oh, you said a lot of great stuff. I did want to say, um, I do feel like people do turn away from, just for you, from your last point, they turn away from religion or church or, you know, following Christ um, because it's a social club, it may appear or, but we're, no one's perfect except yeah. Jesus. Um, so I think once we realize that, and a lot of people are comfortable. Um, and so the word of God actually can, can require you to change um, and to do things a different way from the world. So it might tell you to turn the other cheek instead of, you know, attacking someone that, that your flesh might want to do. And so I think some people um, just, you know, are in a space or aren't ready to receive that. So um, I definitely agree with you about, you know, continuing to show respect and then how we're doing, just talking about our experiences and then someone might 
say, okay, well, I need community or I want a mentor or I want to write as an outlet. I want to pray more. I want to study the word to see, um, you know, how that could better or relate to my life. And so I am a writer, so I do teach English. And so I love writing. Growing up, that was just an outlet for me to express myself. I know um, I do love to journal. Um, so I recommend that to everyone. Just get a notebook and pour it all out. Um, and so I did have a blog um, where I did write some poetry. Um, it does take work <laughs> to um, intentionally write. And I am working on my dissertation, um, but I feel like sometimes I just like had to write something like I had to check my motives like it was like I just got to get something out there I want to fill the blog up but I want it to be coming from a pure place of like intentionality not just spewing out stuff just for it to be out there um, but writing has always been an expressive outlet for me and so naturally I thought about like I just want to write a book like I was just adamant I wanted to do it and I didn't know what to write it on um, because I've written many children's books throughout school, like nothing published just for fun. Um, but this one, I had the death of my grandma and kind of like my journey with faith and like me, like working on my like emotions. We're emotional, but if your emotions override truth and you're like, oh, I feel lousy today. I'm worthless. I shouldn't be here. We know that's not true. Everybody has a purpose you know, push past that, speak to an accountability partner, journal, pray, cry, but finish that day. Like you're here, we need you, somebody needs your smile. Um, so I think when your emotions, you know, override the truth, that's a problem. Um, so I wanted to just kind of document a little bit of my journey in that character um, and just write it out. I like that. I love that. So do you, consider yourself a lifetime, uh, a lifelong writer? Do you, do you see this as a passion that you will continue for the rest of your life, writing and publishing books and, and seeing those stories come to life on the pages? Um, I think like once you feel like you're like called to be a writer, it's just not going to leave. You're going to do it in some aspect or avenue, whether it's a blog or, um, I don't know what what have you like if you're just starting a book club and you just want to do that so I definitely will say the process was it was kind of long for me I think it took me two years to write and publish the book um so I had a lot of self-doubt there like oh no one's gonna read it like I had um finances to work out um I wanted it to be printed I didn't self-publish um, and I also had time um, on my sides. I would put it away. Then I would find an error and I'd be like, oh, like, oh my goodness, I have to put it away for another three days and it turned into a week. And so the process was a little messy. It wasn't like a straight line. And so, of course, it's, I guess like how a lot of mothers well, that I've heard, they're like, you know, pregnancy might have been messy and emotional, but it was worth it. They like birthed a child. So I'm like, okay, that was messy, but I do it again. So I do feel like I do want to write again, um, but I don't want it to be forced, but just something that's natural and um, something that's useful and not just um, just putting it out there to put, but yeah, yeah I think it's like that. 
Yeah, that's understandable. So what what does the future hold for Kimberly Day? Where where are you going once you finish your doctorate? Where are you heading towards um, in your life? Right. Um, well, first and foremost, I would say um, I make so many plans and it's so easy to get disappointed. Like, oh, I wanted a Range Rover and Ferrari at 25. And I'm like, mm, that's not outside right now. <laughs> but uh, um, I think submitting my plans to the Lord, like, hey, Lord, I would love for my book to turn into a mentorship opportunity for young women um, that are grieving, that have low self-esteem, that are dealing with self-doubt, like anything. Um, I would love for that to come about. Um, I would love, I love working in, in higher education with students, um, but my dissertation is in leadership studies. So at this point, wherever the Lord leads me, um, I'm willing to go. I know his plans will be better than I can imagine um, for myself, but I would love to just inspire people. It doesn't matter if it's the neighbor next door or somebody at the grocery store. I think every opportunity to just kind of better <laughs> the world and spread the gospel, spread love, um, and do what Jesus did is just a lasting legacy. Like it's fulfilling and that's all I would want. <laughs> yeah. I think you have an amazing ability to do that. You know, I, you know, just talking to you for the 25 minutes that we've been talking, you have the, a beautiful spirit about you to, to give off this, this calming effect that, that you you should definitely go into some type of um, mentorship and because there's so many young girls out there that are lost and they just don't know where to go and they need somebody that can show them hey you know I was here but this is where I can go and I and I love that you want to give back you know a lot of people um, and nothing wrong with their goals in life I mean I have a goal to to write a whole um, crap ton of books. I almost said the other word, word because I've got, you know, bad grammar sometimes. I've got that goal. Um, but I, I like that you have your goals, but you want to, your, your number one goal is to give back to community, to give back to society, to give back to other humans. And I think that you have a wonderful opportunity to do that. And coming from that book, coming from a place that you came from, I think that you, you're set up for that. And, and that's wonderful. But, you know, the world also has an opportunity to hear your voice, too, and those those written words. So um, if you have that opportunity and it comes natural, please, you know, write write more books because we, we love hearing those. So if you had one piece of advice, just anybody out there, just something that you think gets you through every single day or something that would would help somebody just one more day, you know, until they can find that saving grace or connect with the, that Holy Spirit that they just haven't been able to connect with, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, gosh, um, there's so many. I would honestly say um, it's so easy to say don't give up. <laughs> I know it sounds so cliche. They're like, you know, um, I would just say the words be still. Um, sometimes I think we, like I said, we're clouded with our fiance's voice, our child, our boss nagging us, so many voices. Um, I don't know what people watch on television, Force 48 or reality TV, so much, so many voices. I think if you could just um, get away either in nature or outside or just closed off in a room 
and just, you know, have a pen and notepad and um, pour out your heart to God and be still and ask for the truth. Um, you know, as spreading the word, we're not to force it down anyone's throat. So you can seek God um, or seek the truth. Say, Lord, what is the truth? Show me, um, get out pen and paper, write what comes to mind, um, sing a song, just be still, collect your voice, your thoughts, um, see what you like to do, see where you want to go. It's okay to make goals and plans. Um, of course, I submit mine to God, but it's you, you can still make them. So I think some people might have lost track of who they are and what they want out of life because they're in a routine of, you know, what we talked about religion and being like, okay, I wake up, go to work, sleep, wake up, go to work. And so it's like, they don't have any time to just be still um, and hear that still small voice or um, cry out. Um, but I would also say, again, don't be isolated. Um, so if, you know, you need anything, reach out to um, someone or pray for, you know, God-ordained relationships, um, therapy, if you need to go, that's, you know, perfectly fine, talk it out. Um, so just don't feel like you are in the earth alone, because we all have trials and tribulations, we're all trying to be, well, hopefully better people and to help other people. So um, I just don't want anyone to feel alone um, and just feel like they can't make it, you know, there's just don't feel like that. I know it's hard, but cut on some music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, that, that's great advice. Um, I think what about six months ago, I connected with this life coach, Elena Sanino, and I attended one of her virtual retreats. I had never been to a retreat before. I'd never journaled. I just never was into it. Well, during her retreat, we had to do what she called a brain dump. So we just started writing and it was not about anything in particular, just anything that was in here, just write it down. So if you're writing red, blue, green, yellow, tan, oh, <laughs> my goodness this is crazy I, I mean anything that came to your mind you were brain, you were dumping your brain and eventually things just started coming out that you didn't even know existed oh wow in deep inside and I was writing things down and then later on we we laid down and was just doing some breathing exercises on our own floors and I just felt tears coming down my eyes. Mm. And there was, and then the next time we brain dumped, there was some real deep stuff that I didn't know I had been holding deep inside. So just sitting still was such an amazing thing. And then fast forward and I started getting busy again. You know, I got a new mm. podcast coming up and, and writing books, trying to get pump them out every 30 days, <laughs> a new one and everything. And then I, and I'm doing this podcast with authors and Mia Bolden, I had on the show a couple weeks ago oh, wow. and um, I read her book and it was about journaling and I start journaling again. I hadn't done it in six months because the busy happens, like you say, uh, and I start doing the work as she calls it in the book. So I start journaling all her little prompts and things start coming up again that I, I started, I realized that I was getting busy again and I was not taking the time to seek out that that knowledge and seek out those moments and you know and that's my therapy writing i find is my therapy and taking the time with myself to notice the things so it definitely works and and when i get busy like that and i and i notice that i'm just here there and everywhere i i like to go outside another friend of mine i can't remember which friend of mine told me this 
uh, I think it was Abigail Sinclair. Um, she's a media specialist. And I, she said, go outside, take your shoes off and stand barefooted in our mother earth and feel everything that God <laughs> has given you to feel. And, you know, and I follow real talk Kim as well. She's, oh. I, I love her to pieces. Motivational. And, yes. Oh my goodness. She gets me ready to raise my hands every morning. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I listen to that. And, and quite often when I feel like I'm losing my way, I'll go on a fast so that I can deny my flesh so that I can hear his word and and when you said all of that I was like that that's it like that is what people need to do you need to slow down because in the busy is where you can't hear him and I say him but we all know that God does not have a gender so <laughs> um, true um but that's where if you, yeah, if you slow down and just, just let half that stuff that you're busying yourself with, the world starts to make sense again, right? Right. Oh, well, you sound yeah. like the sweetest thing and you have a, a heart for people. And of course, I love that. But I love how you gave practical tips. I love practical tips. I'm going to actually brain dump. Someone's like, I'm dumping my brain right now. <laughs> You know, Elena Sanino, she is a fantastic life coach and she's not one that um, will tell you, hey, let, let me let me coach you, let me coach you. Because I said, Elena, I think I need you to be my coach. She said, well, let's get on a phone call and see if you actually need a coach or if, you know, and we got on a phone call and, and she said, this is what I do. Let me see what you need. Oh, and, wow. and, and she wasn't trying to take anyone's money or anything, not that she couldn't because she's fantastic and trust me, you need her in your life. Um, but she has these little virtual retreats, you know, now that we're in COVID and stuff. And, and I just loved that brain dump idea. And, and even Mia and her book start talking about the brain dump idea. And I was like, hey, these two boss ladies that I've heard it from. So just write it and you don't even have to have anything to write about. Just go. And, and I do it quite often now that and I'm like, okay. I'm going to journal. So I've started, I bought this cute little journal. Oh my God. It has a blue Jay on the front. Oh, oh my God. My I'm gosh. so in love. <laughs> blue Jay. <laughs> yes. I love birds. I said, I'm going to be a bird whenever I pass away and get reincarnated. <laughs> I want to be a bird, either a cardinal or a blue Jay. <laughs> okay. I'm totally getting off topic, but let me, let me roll it back in because now I'll get into girl talk and forget that I'm live when everyone can see me acting a fool. <laughs> it's so, okay. <laughs> so along your journey, um, if you could, if you could say thank you to the people that supported you the most, who would those people be, and what would you say to them? Um, I think I would thank uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for allowing me to still have breath and be here to, you know, commune and talk and live life with other people. Um, I would say. I feel like it's, you know how like people win the Oscars and they're like, oh, and it's like, <laughs> hold on, did I get everybody off the list? <laughs> but like um, my parents, so um, I know not everyone uh, was blessed to, you know, have the a childhood of, you know, safety and things like that. Um, I was, and that's not to um, trigger or deter anyone if they were raised, you know, with their aunt or uncle, or they just have a different support system or foster care. Um, but I would thank my parents, um, my Bible study, my pastors, just pretty much everyone that's poured into me or 
even my enemies, thank you for showing me my strength and showing me um, I can still live even if you try to knock me down, make fun of me, harm me, hurt me, whatever. I think it, it reveals something in yourself. Um, and it also reveals the character of those people. So you're like, okay, I can love you from a distance mm -hmm. um, and pray for you. But I think just anybody that I've came into contact with, I might've been having a bad day and some sweet old lady just smiled at me and told me to have a good day at the grocery store. Like I thank her cause that uplifted me. <laughs> so it's just like those small moments I, I try not to take for granted. Um, so pretty much that. <laughs> That's awesome. There, there's so many people sometimes that you don't even realize had an impact in your life. And, and I like that you said anyone that helped me through whoever you are. Thank you. Because all of them, even the bad ones, I learned more from the bad ones than I ever did the good ones because mm. oh, they will rock your world. <laughs> <won't they? laughs> so Kimberly, thank you so much for talking with me tonight. I, I love your infectious smile, your infectious laugh your story, um, making me remember my grandmother again, because she Aww. will always be my ride or die. Even now, I still seek out um, her guidance, even though she passed in 2010. I, I clench my rosary that I wear every single day on my chest, and I, and I seek, you know, I pray and ask God to send me a message from her every single day. So thank you for your lovely book, which I am going to read. I didn't get to read before the interview due to time constraints, but it's something that I want to read because I think that I'm going to connect with it on a very personal level. Um, keep doing what you're doing. And I can't wait to see you out there counseling and, and helping people get through their process because I think that you have a voice that needs to be heard in that arena. Oh. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing. Of course, I'm going to say, yay, keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> Take a rest day. And I will love to tune in um, to another session that you have. But thank you so much. Yeah, and, and keep us informed. If you do write another book or anything in your life that you have going on, send us a message here on the author's porch. We would love to be involved with it in any way to help promote you and the things that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in tonight on the author's porch. We were talking with author Kimberly Day and her book, The Traveling Mirror. It's available at her website, thetravelingmirror.com. All of her information is in the show notes as well. If you would like to get a hold of her, her information is on the show notes. We'll be back next week with another author here on the porch. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, Kimberly. See you bye. later. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>